Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. If I told you, if you gave me a thousand, I would give you $10,000 back, how many people would sign up for that, right? Yeah, you spend a couple bucks to go travel and, and do this, and what you get back out of going home and implementing this stuff, I mean, it is 10X, right? I mean, like you put in $1,000, you go back, you make one tweak and you might make five to $10,000 more in the next month. That's only one month. Now let's put that over the next 30 years of business and talk about how much you made out of one meeting. Usually your shop is in shambles. You have no idea what the hell you're doing. Somebody gets you to a smart group meeting or a peer group, a good one, will be able to take your financials, which we were responsible for bringing to our first one, and literally show us in our own financials at current state, if we just did this and this, we can afford a smart group the rest of our lives. And you can afford the travel. And somebody pointing that out takes a lot of the scariness away from the cost of any peer group or smart group. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Leading Edge. This is episode 68, and we are talking about training your shop or the benefits of training in your shop and why these shop owners are uh, doing that in their shop. So um, reminder that if you're watching this and you like what you see, please like the video, share it so that other shops can benefit from the content that we are talking about today and follow our page so that you can keep up to date when we post more content because we're always posting more content. So uh, today we've got Parker Davis from Broadstrokes. Um, we've got Jesse Myers from ATLR and we've got Tim Jacarian. Yeah, okay, we had an extra one in here. Tim, you're not on my notes, um, but you guys are all smart group members and uh, we had a wonderful um, event last weekend. Before we get into that, for those of you who are listening or watching and you're able to comment, please comment down below because when we do post this, we are going to be watching the comments so that we can engage with you live if you have any questions during this whole thing. So my very first question is, uh, let's talk about that recent smart group conference and um, how how was that and, and what value did it hold for you as a training opportunity? And let's start with Tim. Uh, it was amazing. It was really nice to uh, be able to have an in-person meeting. Uh, my wife and I took that opportunity instead of flying in, we drove in. Uh, so it took a couple of extra days and it was I saw great. that camper is a sweet camper. It's, it was cool. It was nice, you know, and it's timely with the training cause we gave the opportunity for the shop to run on its own while we were out doing training for us as owners. So we're able to get a better understanding of what our roles as owners and managers are while still allowing the wheel to get turned. But um, again, I was really excited to see everybody in person. It felt really, really good. The interchange of encouragement was just amazing. And we drove back home laughing and talking about all the great experiences we had. So thank you for that. Parker, how was it? Oh, it was, it was wonderful. You know, when uh, 2020, the, the whole mess happened, my uh, natural instinct is just to put my head down, grit my teeth and go to work. And, uh, uh, you know, and then when I, when I finally pull my head out of the stand and look around, you know, usually things are past. And, and that's what this was, was a breath of fresh air, um, the time to, to look back and, and um, understand, you know, what we need to do. And, and this always, it always happens at the right time. These trainings are just 
is wonderful. The universe provides for you uh, exactly what you're going to need when you need it. But if you don't put yourself in that opportunity, it's not going to happen for you. So this was just a fantastic event. Jesse, what do you think? Uh, leading off what both of them have just said, um, number one, thank you guys for opening up um, and doing this uh, last weekend because uh, for a lot of us, uh, me and my wife especially, this was the first time we had a live event in over a year. And um, it doing live events um, creates more excitement. Um, you are focused more. You don't have any distractions because you are in a room getting taught and trained and having um, ideas thrown around and everybody's contributing. In a Zoom meeting, I, I, I just got sick and tired of them, to be honest. They, People were having side chats and text messaging through Zoom meetings, and um, the focus wasn't there. Um, to be able, again, to come back into class and have a complete 100% utter focus um, was awesome. And as everybody said, when we were on our way home, my wife and I are strategizing on the plane of exactly what's going to be changing when we get back. Notes are taken and start implementing as soon as we get back. And that was the motivation, kicking the ass that we needed um, after this pandemic. It's just to make sure we're going to hit our goals. Yeah. I have, I have an additional little question here. So what, what to you guys was your favorite part of the conference and another caveat, what was your favorite training part of the conference? That's anyone can answer that. I'll go first. Um, obviously the, my, the favorite part of every conference is getting to sit down with like-minded people and brainstorm, share thoughts, um, understand how another shop operates and see what I can sponge out of them and what also what information I can give to them because you may be facing a problem that I already conquered and you know vice versa. So let's share information. That's always, always the best part, right? Um, you know, this one was special because it, it definitely, there, there's a something I've been meaning to implement for years. I've been working on it, trying to, and this one, what my favorite part of this one was, is uh, I know Kent's gonna be proud, but it's just hot seat items. Um, and yeah, I knew it. Uh, but my favorite part of it was pairing up with a team, knowing that I have somebody that's going to call me on a certain day and time and say, hey, did you get this done yet? And why or why not, right? And so I'm gonna, we are, we're full steam working on it right now and it will be done by the date I've been, trying to implement this for, I don't know, five, six years. And I just, it's never been important on my list. Right. And today it is on the top of my list, so it will get done. So that, that was hands down the best part for me. That's awesome. Tim, uh, I would agree. Team? Yeah, I would definitely agree with Parker. Um, using my five senses of smell, touch, hear, uh, it was really good. And, you know, to uh, Jesse's point, it was, it was nice to, you know, get conversations going and hear the laughter and get the goosebumps. You don't get that on Zoom. You you might get a taste of it. It's fun. It's timely, but like, you know, nothing like being in person with people and sharing that interchange of encouragement. Um, also agree with Parker. The accountability part of it was just the best. The hot seat was good. We had so many great ideas, you know, learning from Asian shops and European shops um, what my favorite part was the team building, the, uh, what we did on Friday, just going out, having lunch, sharing it, um, going to the shooting range, 
experiencing that and doing something that was like we concentrated with our brains and now we let loose shooting guns, having a good time, doing it in a controlled environment. <laughs> Got an opportunity to talk about it. On our way back, we stopped by and seen one of the shops that um, Tatsu was looking at. Um, it was a JDM shop. It was it was really, really good. It felt good to be able to do that. And when we got back, I was so much more focused on let's get it done. And like Parker said, you know, we've been trying to get a few things, a few processes in our business done. This gave us that fire that said, why not today? Why not by the end of the time frame? And we're full steam ahead on that. Thank you, Parker, for helping me on uh, what we worked on. So, Tim, that's why you guys were last back, because you stopped on the way back. <laughs> that's why. We stopped and visited another shop at you the urging of Tatsu. And it was great because we walked up, you know, and we're like, you don't know us, but we hear a lot about you. We're here for an automotive training. And four shop owners went to visit another shop. So, I mean, it was just really, we saw some yeah. really older Asian cars that are now becoming restoration marvels and how this shop was doing it. And that was a bonus on top of what we experienced <laughs> already at the Institute. So super cool all the way around. It's This is what sh being a state-of-the-art shop owner in this day and age is all about. Awesome. And, and Jesse, I want to, I want to let you, there's a, there's a reason I'm asking this question. We'll talk about, you know, the in-person and, and virtual a little bit later, but uh, Jesse. Sure. Absolutely. And um, going on what those two had just said, um, the, the quote hot seat um, being uh, taken, um, being accountable for what you're saying you're going to do when you go back um, was my favorite. And then two, just the whole restructure of um the Institute, uh, we can now see a future in front of us. Um, and I love what you guys have done in that aspect as, as well. That was also my favorite part, but my absolute most favorite part was at the end when you guys were talking about the future, how it's going to be ran, how, how we're going to move up. And there's no end in sight is I guess what I'm saying. And I'm very happy for that. Awesome. That's, that's very, we're very glad to hear that. Uh, it, it was, it was such a, it was incredibly stressful. Um, <laughs> uh, now, now the whole, you know, this is about training in your shop yourself. Um, and it wouldn't be a good discussion if we didn't have an actual trainer here. So I wanted to ask my dad, you know, how, how did that conference grow, go, you know, I, I thought you? it went exceptionally well. I, 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 I like the, obviously the structure was nice. We, we've been really working hard at the Institute to, make sure that we have as much value and, and can make as much impact as possible on the shops that we, um, we work with. I, I enjoyed the shooting cause that's fun for me. I love seeing other people cause there's, it's like even Tatsu who is like this very liberal, he got his hands around some guns and he was having a ball. Um, uh, you know, I, for me, the financial part where we were going through that exercise with, you know, how do you fix this shop based on these numbers? To me, that was like my funnest part to see the conversations that were going on. And people were starting to get um, more. Uh, it's like it it turned lights on. And I love it when lights get turned on. Right. So and then, of course, you know, having having everybody here at the Institute, it's just it's just cool. Right. I mean, it's, it's cool. So really, we've been, we've been working on the building for over a year and we finally get to have people come and see that hard work and, 
Um, well, yeah, no, I one of my favorite. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think it's a reflection on Cecil that 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 one training exercise right there probably instilled a lot in Cecil that we are all listening. We are learning to, I may not be able to read the numbers as well as my wife, but we're a team and Cecil was able to step back and go, okay, this isn't all for nothing. Uh, these people are actually comprehending of how to read these numbers because the Q and a afterwards and quizzing us on the numbers, well, I think was a success. It, it was, it was really, it, it really, you know, felt good when I was looking around, we're, t- we're 10, 15 minutes into this exercise. And me and my dad are looking around the room and the conversations are still buzzing. And we started listening into the conversation where we go, they're still talking about the numbers. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. It goes sideways, but not in this exercise. Everybody was still literally, oh, well, this number's not good. We need yeah. to do this. And I, I, I that was pretty fun. For the newer, me. the newer members. Plus on the, on the exercise. Yeah. <laughs> the newer oh, members. Designed it, so it's, he gets the, he gets all the, all the credit. It was great. The newer members kind of got, you know, a little bit of insight there. The older members who've been in it for a while, I saw it light up and were really excited to talk about it. And I don't know, everybody just, it was cool. It was a cool experience. Um, so that leads into the next question. And then the next question, obviously, otherwise this wouldn't be a good podcast. But um, the second question for you guys is why are you a smart group member and what has it done for you? This honestly, this does lead into the whole training aspect of it because we do a lot of training in the smart groups. So um, why are you a smart group member and what has it done for you? So I think, okay, Tim's up. You, you spoke first. You're up, brother. All right. Well, I think Parker touched upon it and the key behind it is it keeps you sharp. Um, you know, this year has been really tough. Um, and being with like-minded shops helps you understand where you kind of play. Right. And my son is kind of experiencing the same thing with homeschooling because he's sitting in front of a computer in a meeting but there's nothing like peer pressure to make you better and to learn from your peers. Uh, that was what I really enjoyed. Uh, it helped. It helps keep me sharp, and that's why I'm a group member. Um, it doesn't. When you're in a shop, like Parker said, you, you kind of get that sheltered, put your head down, go 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 mode, um, which is really good because you get things done. But when you're in a group environment, it was nice to see not just shops in my area, but different states are experiencing different growths and how we can learn from that. Uh, that's what keeps me sharp. If we're not sharp, you're going to be replaced. I think the, the smart groups um, are so important. Um, Chris and I, we roughly three years we've been in this. And in the last three years, we've increased our numbers over 50%. Um, just seeing the growth um, in our own company uh, has been substantial. And then, the other thing is when you go to the, the first smart group meetings, plural, few, um, there's so much information that's given to you that it's a lot to take in. But 
as long as you trust the process, you know, it's the biggest, not for us, but we've seen a lot of the other um, smart group members, new ones. Um, the biggest one is raising your labor rate. When you come into the smart group, most labor rates are significantly low and it's most people don't want to take the jump 50, $60 an hour up to get online with the best shops in the country. And the other aspect of the smart group meetings is that it's full disclosure it's and in, in it, everybody knows is everybody else's business. Um, and when numbers, when we go through numbers, if you see a discrepancy, it could be a $2 million shop against a $1 million shop, but nobody's looking at the dollar figure. They're looking at the percentages. And how did you get such a high percentage in this area of the spreadsheet? Because mine's low. And then we all discuss it. You go back, you implement. It's going to be scary. Yes. You're going to think you're going to lose customers over this, but the customers I have lost since in the last three years weren't quality customers. They were bottom feeders that I didn't want as my customers anyhow. So, and I learned I didn't want those customers in the smart group. Now that I have quality customers over the last three years, work is easier. Stress in the shop is a lot less because you're not working on junk anymore. And overall, every all, all aspects of my shop rose with all of those aspects. You you didn't get rid of customers. You replaced customers. I that's a very good comment. Yes, I I the customers I lost. I probably gained two for every one that I lost, and quality I gained. Yeah, Parker, what, why are you in the smart groups, and what is well, that for you? the most important thing to me about the the smart groups? Uh, first and foremost, is profit. Um, that's why I joined, uh, I didn't know what I was doing in business and it, and it taught me absolutely how to run the business. Right. Um, and what to tweak, where to move it. And, and like Jesse touched on, give you the confidence that you need in order to increase your labor rate increase, increase your parts margin, how to tweak this, how to tweak that and understand the world is not going to end your customers are still going to keep coming and everything's going to be okay. And at the end of all of it, you got money in the bank and you can take care of your people and you can take care of your customers and you can take care of everything you need to. You can invest it for the future. That's the number one thing to me. But uh, as time goes on, right, I've already learned that stuff and I'm implementing it, uh, but I can always get better. And so that's where um, the, the smart groups allow you to um, rejuvenate, right? You you spend so much time going through the motions. Um, life's just too easy to go through the motions nowadays. And so what the smart group is, is, is it's time to step away from the business and look back or look down on it with a bird's eye view and make those fine-tuned tweaks and uh, realize where the areas that you're slipping in and uh, go back and, and make those adjustments that you won't see if you just keep going through the day-to-day motions. You have, you absolutely have to step away and look back and say, you know, how is this going to affect? Where are we slipping? You know, where do we need to get better? Uh, it's it's the only way you can do it. You cannot do it boots on the ground in your day-to-day operation. It's just too difficult. Yeah. You get the, it's just too many distractions. Even even with with us, you know, we opened it a lot to you guys to say, hey, what what do you want us to do? Because a lot of times nobody speaks up and if we're continuing to do the same thing, it might not be what's best for our group members. 
So it was a wonderful discussion this, this last weekend. I appreciated all the input from you guys. I have yeah, something to add to that as well. Um, and Rich, another smart group member out of Knoxville, he's the one who actually told us this in a meeting. And I, and I took it to heart. You can have your best friend that you grew up in kindergarten with all the way to current. You would have a group of friends like that. None of those people will ever understand, will never understand what we go through on a day-to-day basis. They could be a banker and try and understand us, but they never will because we're doing everything. We're doing from financials to customer service to everything. So your group of personal friends never fully understands what you're going through. But in a smart group, everybody in the room is your friend and understands what we go through on a daily basis. The accountability part is the is the best part because I think as shop owners, like what's already been touched upon, sometimes it gets difficult to follow through. So uh, what I've seen new in the groups is that accountability partner and being able to work together with it. Oh man, that's, that's so good because we, we've heard the teachings, you know, we've applied some of them, but when you have the other shop helping you get to that point, it feels so much better. And I look forward to the next time we meet so I can say, look what we did. Thanks for the idea. That was awesome. Uh, there, were, so, there were some good ideas too. So yeah, we had some really good ones from you guys that we're going to try and implement into the groups as well. They were all mine. They were all <laughs> So, okay. So uh, that's enough of the smart groups. Um, actually, no, it's not. Uh, we have <laughs> an online, We it's a virtual quarterly meeting. Those of you who are listening, it's going to be on April 10th. That's a Saturday from, I believe, 8 a.m. to, it's four hours, so 8 a.m. to noon. Or is it 7 a.m. Oh, well, to 8 a.m. 8 a.m. our time? Our time. MST? So um, uh, 7 a.m. Pacific, Pacific, 8 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Central, yeah. 10 a.m. And it's a four-hour meeting. There will be five marketing Presenters? specialists online. Uh, they will each do a, a presentation. And the last hour will be a roundtable where you can ask any question you want to ask of the professionals, the people we believe do this the best. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to open that up to not only the smart group members who are listening, but to anybody else who wants to come and see what we do as smart group or in the smart group. So yeah, that's my little, that's my little piece there. And, uh, we'll move on from the smart groups. So yeah, again, just to re- refresh April 10th, 8am, four hours, five speakers going to be great. Anybody's invited. Just hit me up at Kent at iframe.com and I'll get you registered. You can yeah. buy the seat, but you only need the edge. There you go. Um, All right. Parker, you attended the last uh, meeting we had, uh, the last four hour? Yeah. And and how was that for you? Oh, it's it's great. It's I will tell you, it's early. Um, so um, <laughs> the, the first hour for me is getting coffee in and ingesting information, but uh, it, it's it's great. Uh, like like we've all touched on is that like-minded information sharing um, thought process, people that uh, that are going through the same daily pains that we are, um, anytime we can get together in any fashion is always always a good time. Uh, the information's great. It's great to see these people again. Most of them are around the country and we just don't get to catch up enough. So it was wonderful. Yeah. So besides the groups and the training opportunities that we have there, what other opportunities have you guys been a part of recently uh, as far as training or educating you yourself or your shop? 
Tim, I know you, that you've been doing uh, some stuff with the ACCA. So, yeah, and that's uh, I think having a broad knowledge of what's going on and having many different resources has really helped out here in California. Um, our shop is part of the uh, Automotive Service Council of California, the ASCCA, and being involved in a local chapter has tremendously helped me out. Um, being able to see what kind of trainings our local area needs and assisting the shops has been extremely beneficial. Um, I have the privilege of serving as vice president in chapter five and programs director. So that kind of helped me see the importance of training and how I can pass this great knowledge on to other shops and see how successful they grow as well. It kind of gives you a pat on the back to see, is this what we're doing? Um, with ASCCA, it's really awesome because we meet monthly um, and we also meet uh, quarterly. And in quarterly, there's your team weekends. Um, there's a lot of training going on. I know uh, the Institute is involved in it and we've been on a couple of the Zoom meetings, which has been extremely encouraging. Um, we also use uh, WTI, the World Pack uh, training classes, which have been available online. And it's, that's been really helpful from the technical point of view because I don't have to send my technicians to a, a location. We have a 50 inch TV screen in the shop we do the training on it. If you see it behind in the backdrop, I don't know if you could see it behind the M3, but we gather up, I buy lunch for the guys, and then we'll do a ZF transmission training on it. And now the guys can benefit from that as well. And the shop benefits because then it's not just the owner saying, do this, do that. The, the team comes together and says, hey, we should do this because this is for the benefit of it. Um, and also taking advantage of uh, SSF. SSF's got a lot of uh, technical training. So whether you're using technical, business, or shop training, um, it's it's amazing when you get involved with the local um, associations that you have. I've been extremely grateful for it, and I look forward to uh, continuing my training with that. Jesse, what about you? Have you have you um, engaged in any other op uh, training opportunities? Yeah, we did or have. Um, the most recent one is um, I my uh, Toyota scanner, they're going through changes with the cable, so <clears throat> it's hit or miss if it works. So I had to go buy the Triton Snap-on scanner. And the deal I made with my um, Snap-on dealer was if I buy it, and again, thanks to the smart groups, I was able to just pay cash for it. Um, and I told them if I give you all this money, I need you to send um, Snap-on Technical out and fully train us on how to use your scanner and capabilities of it because it has a scope on it and all that, which isn't which isn't quite normal. Where they'll come show you cliff notes on how to use it, but then they expect you to YouTube it and figure it out. And I told them, no, I'm not buying it unless we have a full evening of training on the tool with live cars, and they agreed to it. So we're hopefully next week or the week after we'll be doing that. Nice. Parker, what about you? Uh, yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Uh, you know, the WTI, CTI online, those complimentary courses were amazing. It was a, a good time. Um, SSF had some online stuff. Um, uh, ATG and uh, LMV, uh, they all had some online courses that were that were great. Uh, even some other webinar stuff, a group, group, you know, the LMV with the BMW shop. Um, you know, we have a support group that we all get together and, and talk about uh, the, the BMW problems. And it's, and it's 
Great. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, ASA moved their um, ATE training expo to virtual this year, uh, as well as you know most people did. But uh, um, and then we we also participated in we we do weekly lunch meetings. Regardless, um, we always do that uh, every Tuesday at, at noon. We we provide lunch for the team, and um, a lot of times we share information like technical service bulletins uh, that guys find. We, we share all that information in those or do, we got new tire equipment. So we do tire training uh, videos and, and all that stuff to understand, so they understand what we're, what I expect of them and understand how to use the equipment. That's the time we execute that. Nice. I really think training is a growth. You know, if you don't want to yeah. grow, don't go to training. If you just want to stay the same old boring and start the day off, you know, with a, with a bad attitude, then don't go to training. But if you want to change and, and you want to see what you did wrong and how you can learn from that, that's the part that's, you know, the funnest part. And like Parker said, it took us in our shop, it took us a long time to get the weekly training down pat. I know everybody, just about everybody in the smart groups uh, does have, you know, a, a weekly meeting. That's what we've done recently with the weekly meeting is we've made it an agenda that gives an opportunity for the shop foreman to discuss what he needs to in the shop. We start off our meeting usually with, with about a 10 minute video. So it gives an opportunity for everybody to kind of eat their lunch. Um, we, we've got one of our shop helpers who's the event coordinator. He prepares the lunch based or he grabs the lunch, gets everybody's order. So it's nice because it does a little bit of team building. And now it gives the chance for the shop foreman to discuss what he thinks would be a team building event here in our shop. You know, gives the administrator a chance to remind everybody to clock in, clock out, or whatever the technicalities are in your shop. And then it gives you an opportunity to bring the whole team together so that you can see what this training process has benefited the shop. So in the beginning, it was very confusing as to what to do, but good leadership and good examples um, Cecil, you and I have talked about that for years, and it, it's really fun when you get a chance to put it together because it works. You just have to tweak it a little bit. Hey, Ken, can I give an example real quick of the smart groups? This is what I'm talking about is Tim just gave me an idea right there that I'm going to go back next week and implement right away into our lunch meetings. We waste the first 10 minutes of every meeting. And I'm trying to eat as fast as I can so we can get to the material. <laughs> and I'm looking at everybody else on their phone and I'm like, you know, and it's like, golly, that it just drives me nuts. And we, that we're wasting this much time. I, we only have an hour, right? I mean, and even at that, so now I have 10 minutes of wasted. So now I got 50 minutes and then we got to get back and get the shop back open afterwards. So then I maybe I have 45 minutes and that idea of Tim's of rolling a technical video uh, that's about 10 minutes long that my foreman will put together or provide. I already have a list of them, but that just that idea right there is is a problem that I'm facing that he's already conquered. And we, you know, without us getting together in some form or fashion and sharing this information, I am steering the ship all by myself and rowing it and doing everything. Uh, and, and it just, it can't be done. So the sharing of the information is so important. Thanks, Tim. I'm stealing that idea right now. R&D, <laughs> baby. Rip off and duplicate. So, Tim, uh, have you used um, our YouTube stuff or, or our gear stuff in those meetings? Absolutely. And this gave my wife, Johanna, and I an opportunity to be better prepared because it seemed like we were rushing into the meeting. What are we going to talk about? 
On Tuesdays, we know what we're going to talk about on Wednesdays because we follow that agenda. What training video are we going to talk about? What's the subject matter? So if we're talking technical, we might have a technical video. If we're not talking technical, maybe we'll talk about the numbers and you'll see the technicians kind of like, oh, numbers, just give me work and I'll fix stuff. So next meeting we'll be like, okay, the advisors appreciate it. The porters appreciate it because, you know, they learn from these interchanges of encouragement. A lot of times, and Parker will tell you, we talked about this in the smart group. Sometimes we put it together. We're like, yeah, I'm not really sure how this is going to come together, but we're doing something with it. And then the team picks up and runs off with it. And they're like, hey, I think we should do this. And I'm going to be accountable at the next meeting. When we left to come to the smart groups uh, mini conference, Johanna and I actually took a moment and wrote down the agenda of the things that we wanted to pass on to the team while we were not here. And I, I was pessimistic. But when I got back, it was amazing to see they followed the process. They followed the agenda. It wasn't exactly the way we did it, but the fact that they took that lead and they took that initiative was so warming to my heart. Um, they didn't watch a video because, you know, they didn't have the skills that to plan just yet, but this goes to show how you're able to take something that you've learned from a program, implement it, teach it to the team, and let it grow. And that's the best fulfillment part. Um, when you talked about this years ago, Cecil, I didn't understand because we weren't ready for that. And now that we're ready for it, it's nice to see it happening. It's amazing. It feels so good. I, I think that, that business has changed so drastically in the last 10 years, 15 years, that if you're not training, and I don't necessarily mean technical. I mean, obviously, there's been great technological yeah. advances. Well, even us, sorry to interrupt that, but didn't you just do a training? Oh yeah. You did a training the other day, didn't you? All the time. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm constantly talking to the people who I think are, are gurus. You know, one of my, uh, one of our tenants at the Institute is uh, we have to be relevant and we have to make a difference. And so relevance doesn't come by sitting back and just teaching what you learned 35 years ago. You, you have to learn, especially with things like marketing and uh, you know, business is changing, uh, especially the automotive business with the advanced technology with, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to our clients today about capturing EV as a, as a search term. And yeah, that and, was an interesting conversation. Yeah. Because that's whether we like it or not, whether you're a, you know, a Democrat or Republican, a conservative or a, a liberal electric vehicles are going to, they, there are going to be a lot of electric vehicles in our industry and a lot, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for the shops that figure this out. And you need to be thinking about those things today and now. So, yeah. you know, to me, we just need to keep learning new stuff uh, just so we can stay on the ball and, and move ahead. Yeah. With that, we have a couple more questions, but before we do that, I'm going to take a quick ad break. Thank you to those of you who are watching and or listening or engaging in the comments down below if you have questions. Again, we're watching that. Uh, and if you are commenting, thank you very much. Um, we have an upcoming productivity and marketing plan course, uh, two of those, excuse me. We have a productivity course and we have a marketing plan or marketing strategy course uh, that are coming to gear this week. Uh, we're very excited to publish those. And if you want to go check them out, you can go see them at gearforshops.com. Um, and that's gear as in great education and resources. Um, this is the last call to apply for the six months of free consulting with Project Jumpstart. We've been promoting it out there. We've had some people interested. We want to get as many 
people as we can on the list so that if there is a shop out there that needs this program, uh, we can help them out. Now, what that is, is we're going to come in, we're going to give you a full business plan for six months. We're going to evaluate your business. We're going to coach you and consult you that entire six months. And it's totally free. Um, the caveat is that we get to film it and share it on YouTube as a YouTube series so that people who may not be able to afford consulting like our top tier stuff, they can go and see that and maybe find some answers to the, some, of the, some of the questions they're dealing with. Um, and you can actually, we'll, we'll link that in the page and in the podcast uh, down below so you guys can, can submit for that. And that's it for the advertisements. Let's get back to it with our next question, which is how does do you guys, how does in-person training compare to online training? And is there a place for both? What are the benefits of both of those things to you guys? Jesse, let's open up with you. Sure. <clears throat> I think um, online training is, I, in my opinion, I think online training is a lot more difficult than in-person training. Um, but online training last year is all we had. So you take what you get and you do what you can with it. Um, in the smart groups, at least after the online training, um, we were able to devise a text message, a group text message. And that's how online, offline, but not in person, we were able to help each other through the last year. Anybody had a question, we're able to text it to our own group privately and everybody had their input on what to do, how to do it. And if it got really serious, you always had somebody to call or somebody called you. Um, but I still prefer in-person training. Plus, I like to travel. It's a great excuse, right? Yeah. <laughs> Write it off. I think we need to train in Hawaii um, the next winter. So yeah. I think we're going to have to do some classes in Hawaii next winter. Definitely very, very excited to do that. Parker, what, what about you? What's the, what's the difference between in-person and online? And what are the pros and cons for both of those for you? Yeah, um, everybody touched on it earlier. The and you know, in person always trumps virtual to me. Um, I, I have ADD and, and life has too many distractions. It's way too easy if I'm watching uh, virtual to pick up my phone and, and all of a sudden a half hour goes by of emails and who knows what and, and I miss the whole class. It's just so being focused in a classroom using the energy in the classroom, bouncing the ideas around, like Tim touched on the goosebumps of, the, of that that one bright idea that you're just like, oh my gosh. And it's just, it's so much more engaging to be to be with each other um, and feel that love being passed around the room. Uh, you know, but virtual has its place. Uh, I like to be able to engage my entire team. Um, and there's a lot of that stuff where um, as, as you guys know, you know, taking the entire team to a training is and shutting down the business is, is insanely expensive. Um, it is worth it from time to time, but there's, there's, you know, you can't go too far in between or people start to fall, fall behind. Um, and in this day and age, the cars are moving so fast, we can't fall behind. We have to stay on it. And, and in order to do that, it's easier to find 20, 30 minutes in a day or during lunch to touch on some virtual videos or, um, you know, catch a webinar than it is to everybody to get on a plane and go somewhere. So they both have their place in this industry, but hands down business owners training is better, uh, face-to-face, -face, uh, always than, than virtual. It always, always is. So technical training still, I believe the same It's better in person, but you know, the, you know, the virtual has its place. 
So I, I believe that if you own a business, and I would say not just automotive, but pretty much any business, that you should probably be in some sort of training or group or something that will inspire you at least once every three months. How, how do you guys feel about that? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to stay fresh and, and uh, like I said, rejuvenate yourself and, and keep keep your eye on the prize and not get bogged down with the day-to-day actions. I think uh, one of the benefits I had was um, I, as any new member coming in, usually your shop is in shambles. You have no idea what the hell you're doing. And somebody gets you to a smart group meeting or a peer group meeting of any kind, um, a good one will be able to take your financials, which we were responsible for bringing to our first one, and literally show us in our own financials at current state, if we just did this and this, we can afford a smart group the rest of our lives. And we can afford the travel. And somebody pointing that out takes a lot of the scariness away from the cost of any peer group or smart group. Well, that is, sorry, Tim, if you want to answer that question. I'm both. I I love both of them. Um, I I think training to me is amazing. Like I said, it's growth and I want to grow. I want my business to grow. I want my staff to grow. I want them to be happy and know that, you know, when you put forth effort to better yourself, you will see a result. Um, Nothing, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Nothing drives home the five senses of being able to use all of those. But um, I did very much enjoy the digital part of it because I didn't have to travel. And with COVID times, money was tight. Things weren't, we were uncertain what we were doing. So once you got the process of being able to know what meeting is coming, know what training to benefit from, having the staff go to that, now I can concentrate on doing owner training the breakout rooms were also really good because now you can break down a large group into some small breakout groups and be able to benefit from some of the owner training or technical training you had. So I really loved it. I'm a tech. I love technology and being able to use technology and training together was awesome. But I do agree. Nothing trumps it like personally being there. Um, I loved the ev- evolution of where training is now going and what some of the training instructors are doing uh, to that, you know, you guys have done an amazing job with the gear um, network. You've done an amazing job with the smart group networks. Uh, every morning I log into that to see what's new and fresh and what I can take from it um, because it really works. I had a new service advisor that we hired this year. Um, we were able to do the online training. He sat down and he did the five steps and he understood it. And afterward, he was like, we're working on step five, aren't we? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he already knew. It was plainly obvious that our business was built around this process. You just got to follow it. And without that training, without that online, you know, it would have costed a lot more money to be able to send them to an in-person training, or it would have costed you a lot of money for you, the instructors to be able to come to our city. Um, so everything has its place. The universe does provide, like Parker said. <laughs> and so and that w- one was a free one. So that wasn't even a paid for one. It works. Yeah. With the um, Those of you who are listening, Tim just mentioned our GearHeads network, as well as the five steps to improving your, your profit in your shop. Both of those are free 
and available to anybody who wants to use them. We put the five steps course together uh, a couple, like a month or two ago and published that out there. It's a great quick start guide for anybody who needs to improve their profit in their shop. And then the gearheads network, anybody can join. Um, you go in there. It's, it's really cool. I, I won't go long about it, but it's, it's free. You can access it and you can talk to other people like these three guys here um, and ask them any questions you want. We have a, a wonderful, net, a, a wonderful community there. Um, and that's going to segue because I want to, I want to come back to what Jesse said um, and ask this question. How do you guys quantify the monetary value of training yourself, your team and your shop? Because everybody always talks about how inspiring it is, how it gets, you know, but a lot of people are like, well, how does this, what's my ROI on this? Yeah, Parker, you're the one that said, you know, money's the number one. I need to make money. And and so how do you quantify the dollars that you spend, the time away from the shop? How does that pay off for you? Well, I mean, if, if I told you, if you gave me a thousand, I would give you $10,000 back. How many people would sign up for that? Right. So that's the way I look at it is, yeah, you spend a couple bucks to go travel and, and do this. Um, and what you get back out of going home and implementing this stuff is, I mean, it is 10 X, right? I mean, like you put in a thousand dollars, you go back, you make one tweak and you might make five to $10,000 more in the next month. That's only one month. Now let's, now let's put that over the next 30 years of business and talk about how much you made out of one meeting. You know, it's there. The cost is so minimal compared to what you financially gain from it, whether it's you going or sending employees, right? Employees feel valued when you send them, they feel like they're important and they really mean something to the team. They come back with more energy. They come back excited to actually make you more money. Um, and it didn't cost you much. One of the things we do as a company is I run my entire life through two credit cards, a personal credit card and a company credit card. I use those rewards points to book travel, airfare, uh, rental cars, whatever needed. It's And so now we're talking about literally just the cost of payroll for paying them for training and the cost of the class. I mean, that's so minimal um, that, uh, you know, <laughs> one sale could pay for that whole class, right? That whole weekend. So every other sale after that is profit. And it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to think about it any other way, um, in my opinion. You know, if you send, you know, if you go and you plan on not listening and not putting in the effort when you get home or you're sending the wrong person, that's when training gets expensive. Um, but then you have the right wrong person and it's becoming more evident to you. And then you can execute on what you need to do after that. Right. And so sometimes spending a little bit of money to figure that out is also worth it. So this, this has always been kind of a, a, a weird point for us because we know that our, the training that we provide is, is valuable, but it's, it's interesting to hear how you guys quantify that ROI. I just want to take a, a minute and go around the room um, and just say what type of shop you are and what your ARO is at right now. Oh, okay. Jesse, go ahead. He got all excited. He's like, Ooh, I'm ready oh. for this. <laughs> I was thinking of what my ARO was this week. Um, and I don't have my phone in front of me, but um, we work on specifically Toyota and Lexus only. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Okay. Um, Toyota and Lexus only in uh, Colorado. Um, since we've 
especially since we've gotten back and talked to our service writer, this whole week our ARO was um, over 850 all week, which is for a Toyota specialty shop that is mostly service industry driven, as in 60, 90, 100,000 mile services. That's an awesome ARO, and we've never had that before. And then um, just to go back one second, Parker, what was the number one advice you gave me that I told you about at this meeting? Oh, the first what? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the first million dollars is easy, right? Uh, um, getting from a, you know, a three, four hundred thousand dollar shop to a, a one point two, that, that's an easy climb. Um, and you can get there every little tweak you make makes lots and lots of profit in the bottom in the in it's insane you just go back and you do this little tweak and that little tweak and all of a sudden the money starts pouring in um, now growing from from 1.2 to 1.5 um, it has been a struggle for us you know and, and it takes a lot more um, you also get used to making a lot more money and you spend a lot more um, so you know you hire better people that uh, can help you out and you pay them a little bit better and, and this and that right but so then from one point two on you know you got to fine tune and, and be focused and uh, that's that's what the smart groups are is, is helping us fine tune stay focused and get there so so Parker what kind of shop do you have and what's your what's your current arrow I only say arrow because that's what a lot of people will look at so yes what's absolutely. your arrow um, we are a primarily BMW. We just took on Audi last year, um, but uh, 99.9% of everything we touch is BMW. And we hold $1,200 Aero all through 2020. So a little bit higher than that, actually, but a couple bucks isn't much. Tim, what about you? Uh, we are a BMW and Mini Cooper specialty shop. Uh, we are on a block where to the right of me and to the left of me, as specialty shops, because this is where Pasadena will give us an automotive repair license. So uh, a consumer can drive down shop row, as it were, to pick which shop they want to work at. Um, and we get compliments all the time, as in, how come you have so many cars? You guys have so much activity. It's because we apply what we learn. We've been in business about 10 years, um, and we've been involved in as much training as we can. Our ARO uh, through 2020, uh, our goal was not to drop under 1,200. Um, we did really well. Our uh, average ticket is about uh, three to four hours. Uh, this last month, uh, actually entire 2021, um, looking at our numbers, we show about $1,400 is our average repair order. We're working on a little bit less cars, so less stress, um, but 4.6 hours per RO. Uh, and this is amazing. I, I couldn't have done this if I was the service advisor. This happened when I allowed the team to grow and we pointed <laughs> it in the right direction. And you were right, Cecil. It just took implementation, seeing what the other teams are doing um, in order for us to get to where we're at. We have looked at growing into European and other brands. But what the team says is, if it's not broken, why fix it? Let's do what <laughs> we're doing. So, so, Tim, how are you quantifying the value of training? How we quantified it was uh, very much like what Parker said. The first training class we came to, we were like, what? That much for the part? I don't know. Let's try it. So when we tried it, within that month, $5,000 of profit showed up. So now we started understanding the financials. Holy smokes. Now I have a budget for training. 
Now I know that training is part of our routine activity. It helped me with making more money. It helped me with see where the financials are. It helped me with having a thirst for it. And once you have a thirst for something and it works, that's where you start going, all right, well, if we did a million two not knowing, how can we take a million two and make it a million eight by applying some of these things that we've learned? And training will continue to be there. It'll And I'll continue to expand my training budget because it works. So how I quantify it is, do it and tell me what you found better than I did. In uh, in six years, Tim, which I, I would say that you've been doing this about six, maybe a little longer, that $5,000 you made your first month, if you did that every month, that's uh, $360,000 in additional profit in that time frame. So we had this conversation this morning with the guys as to what happens when you go from 40 to 45 hours and the amount of gross profit dollars that can now be shared back to the team. And you should have seen their eyes light up. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a fun <laughs> quarter. So I know, I know we're hammering this, this point home. The whole point of this podcast here was um, there's roughly 80% of the automotive industry independents out there who aren't actively engaging in any kind of education, whether that be technical or business management. And so that's why I wanted to paint the picture with you guys to show that there is a benefit that, that you really need to be trained on what's going on in your business and, and uh, uh, make sure your team is up to date on everything. So we're about at that point in time. And I want to finish with kind of a double, a double question here is um, are there any additional benefits that training has given you guys besides, you know, that information and knowledge and uh, what would you say to people who who are um, maybe picking up on this podcast and being like, oh, I'm thinking about it. Uh, what would you tell those shop owners? Don't think, do. Get it done. Is there a benefit besides the money or the, is there a benefit to the, in the culture, the team, you know, any other benefits besides the fact that I've got more money in my pocket? I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say, uh, it sounds cliche. I was talking about it with my wife when I was writing down my notes for this, but um, I really like the mission statement and that what drives home the point for the Institute. It does give me a better life. It gives me a better business. And I feel good that we contributed to the industry. If you're going to compete, compete, compete at this level, because this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Should be right. I mean, we're going to do this for the for a long time. We might as well have some fun at it. But and an additional uh, benefit, you know, besides like you said, the, the profit, the the profit allows you to do thing, do whatever you want with it, right? Money is not evil. You, you know, money gives you power to do whatever you want with it. You can give it all to charity. You can do whatever you want. You just you know, but if you don't have the money, you can't give it. You know, um, I'm going to admit that I lost technicians uh, because. I didn't know what I could pay them. I was, I was a technician. I didn't know anything about business. So how on earth am I supposed to just, yeah, I got tools and I'll okay, go rent a space and look me, look at me and I'm a businessman, you know, and it doesn't make any sense. So I, I still had no idea what I was doing. Um, taking care of your own people, um, bettering the industry, you know, um, people don't just wake up one day, a doctor or a lawyer or a electrician, you know, you have to train in order to take on those roles. But would you go to a doctor that, that says, yeah, I graduated med school in the seventies and I've never went back to a single ounce of training since then. <laughs> right. You're going to 
uh-uh, you're not operating on me. Yeah, you know, they, the, the that's why they call it a practice. Yeah, the industry is changing nonstop. You know, you have to, uh, you know, take care of your people and let them know that they are are valued in your um, in your business, and that you know that's one of the one of the ways of showing gratitude is investing in their future. Yeah, um, you're technically putting information in their head that you don't own, and they can walk out the door with. But if you don't put any information in their head, you know they're not going to get better at their job. They're only going to get worse as the days go on because the cars get newer and newer, and uh, you know the business management training is, is you, you, is a must. You absolutely have to do it. And absolutely the, the cheapest bang for the buck is the smart groups period. There's nothing cheaper out there than don't joining. Say, smart don't groups. say cheap. There's nothing. It's va- it's valuable. It is value, but I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, you're, you're correct. I mean, it's, it's just, there's nothing that will cost you less money that is going to give you the power that you will have leaving smart group meetings. The power is, insane and you can do you can conquer the world with it in the automotive industry you know but that's the only place you're going to get it cool jesse do you want to finish Um, us off i've always been very very goal oriented and when we were at that plateau stalemate whatever you want to call it until we walked into a smart group meeting there was no goal it was get up go to work every day I don't have enough money to pay for quality techs. And then all that turned around once we started making money. Um, and I've, I've always ran my shop that the reason I got into this and left the dealer was because I didn't like the way I was treated. So now we can afford to treat people, employees, the way I always wanted to be treated. And if you do that, then you're going to retain good employees. For, for one small example, my fastest tech in the shop during COVID had a horrendous um, tooth issue. Well, he comes back from the dentist and says, it's going to be a thousand bucks. And you want to see somebody slow down, have a tooth hurt them all day long in extruding pain. They won't do anything. So I told him, just go get it fixed on our company credit card. Cause all my technicians have company credit cards. So if they're out and need gas for a car or whatever, they, they have the money to do it. So I said, just use your credit card, go pay the thousand bucks and then come back to work as soon as you can. Well, my wife almost flipped out after I told her that. But that $1,000 I spent on him, he made me thousands more by getting back to work faster. So it, it was just worth it. Yeah. I love that. I love that thought process because we, we need to really take care of our people. And if you're not, if you're struggling to make the bills, it is impossible. And if you're actually, you know, profitable and, and doing well in your business, it gives you I would say, Parker, it's it's about freedom. For me, money is not money is not evil. It's not even a thing. It's it, it allows me to be free to do the things that I want to do, and to help the people that I need to help. That's to me, that's what it's all. all well, about. and that's why most of us started our own companies, right? We didn't like the surrounding we were in, and I didn't like the dealer life. Um, to me, the the customer was the low man on the totem pole, and it was. You know, it was always being taken advantage of uh, because the technicians didn't make enough money. They would just charge more hours of labor to the customer to make up for it. And, and you know, and, and it just wasn't it wasn't right. There weren't people fixing cars the right way. Um, you know, I just didn't like it. And, um, you know, so taking care of your people is extremely important. Taking care of your customers is extremely important. If you have unhappy people, they are not going to take care of your customers. Right. And that's 
Um, that's what makes the world go round. I, I started my shop specifically because I couldn't stand the way the customers were being treated. And I said, I can do this better. And, um, you know, so that's the case. And, and there are times when you're going to run into a warranty situation that is not going to be in your favor. And, you know, um, it's a heck of a lot nicer to take care of that customer when you can afford it. Um, you know, and then to just take the loss and, and make your customer suffer for something that may or may not have been your fault. Right. So it, you are right. It's freedom. The, the power and the freedom are hand in hand um, to do what you want when you want and, and um, behave the way you need to. And I'm going to add to that and say the customers see and feel the difference. And that's because you had an opportunity to get outside the forest and see and then the customer that was your customer while you were the service advisor, while you're the shop owner now, they pop into my office window and say, this is amazing what you've done. And it's, <laughs> it's not me, man. It's, it's the team. We just pointed it in the right direction and said, this is the training. This is the expectation. This is what's required. If we fail, how do we pick up the pieces? Because you're going to fail. Absolutely. Yeah, you can feel when you're in a business and you look around and, and everybody looks like the, their soul's been sucked out and no one is happy being there. And you can feel that, um, you know, and you're like, wow, I want to get out of here. And when you walk into it, it doesn't matter what kind of business it is and everybody enjoys their job. You know how amazing that energy is. You walk out and you can't necessarily put your finger on it, but you had a great experience giving them a lot of money. And you're like, how did that, how did that work out? But I, I left, you know, elated to have my car fixed and spent five grand on it. I feel great about it. So it's the difference. And, uh, you know, the investment in your people is, is worth it. That's the experience that they want. That's the difference. You know, if, it, if we liken it to the restaurant industry, you can get a burger. You can make your own burger at home, but you go out for the customer service experience. And I think when you get some training, you realize it's about the customer. It's about the staff. It's about the experience. And when you have a great experience, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, I feel bad for doing this, gentlemen, but we do have to close this out. Um, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on here and talking about this. Training is insanely important to us. That's why we do it. Um, and it's just good to hear from you guys uh, how much it's impacted your lives. I want to remind those of you who are listening, if you're still listening and you enjoyed this, please like, share, comment, and uh, get this out to anybody who you think could use the information, especially if you learned something. I'd love to know what you learned, uh, what your takeaway from this was. Um, if you're looking for some relevant and affordable online training uh, at this point, you guys can go to gearforshops.com and uh, register. There, we've got some free courses on there, but you can get all of our entire library for just $129 a month. Um, I want to remind you to tune in on April 14th because we are going to announce who we chose for Project Jumpstart and what that all will mean in the future. Uh, you guys can find us, the Institute and the Leading Edge on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram and Podbean, anywhere you can pretty much hear a podcast. And uh, again, thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to know more about the smart groups, you can visit gearforshops.com for more information. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by gearforshops.com and the Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iforabe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.